Hey Rebels, climate change is real. The Earth is now warming at an unprecedented rate. But why should you care? This is a beer podcast, right? We're talking about beer, we're drinking beer. Well, climate change is also affecting the beer industry. It's affecting our farmers and our producers. Barley is one of the main ingredients in beer and it's one of the most susceptible to rapid changes in climate. Farmers and scientists in Saskatchewan are already using and developing new techniques for mapping this soil and selecting crops that are hardier for adverse climate conditions. Unpredictable yields or crop failures will make beer more expensive or lead to shortages in the future. We don't want that. If we want to keep drinking beer, we need to take action on climate now. Today, I'm not going to focus on shaming or pointing fingers or making people feel bad about their consumption choices. I think we should focus on solutions. I want to shine a spotlight on people and businesses who are working on the technology and products we need to go into a sustainable, carbon neutral or reduced carbon future. We know we need to reduce our emissions. One of those primary technologies is solar power. Today I've got Miguel Catillier and his team at True Green Energy. They're coming on the show and we're going to be talking about the solar panel business. These guys are helping local homeowners and businesses get, up, get set up with solar panels and I'm super excited to talk to them about it. Miguel, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. How's it going? It's, it's fantastic. Getting to drink beer? Yeah, I'm getting to drink beer and hang out with a cool guy. It's awesome. Awesome. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about your background. How does this True Green thing work? Sure. I, I, uh, I'm an entrepreneur. I've, I've done a few businesses um, in my 20s. Just turned 30 here uh, a little while back and uh, five years ago I started a metal recycling business in Saskatchewan and uh, I'm a big reader about the same time that I started that business which has gone very well. We've expanded into Alberta as well um, and we've served thousands of people uh, especially farmers basically doing uh, collecting farm scrap and, and uh, putting this metal back into circulation. And about the same time I started that business, I uh, read Elon Musk's biography. And uh, if you look at what a lot of the thought leaders in the world, even the large businesses, where they're going, you can kind of see around a corner a little bit. And uh, these guys are guys like Elon Musk, um, really doubling down on solar. He was a big investor into Solar City. Uh, obviously, he created Tesla. And uh, what got me was that every hour, the amount of energy that hits the planet is enough to power the human race for an entire year. So within every single hour that the sun shines on the planet, it's more energy hitting the surface of the earth than what, what humanity uses in a year. And so it, it, it came down to this for me. If the amount of energy that hits the roof of your house is enough to power it, why would you do it any other way? And uh, that's when the journey started. And uh, now we've, we've grown and, and kind of positioned ourselves to be sort of one of the dominant players in Saskatchewan. And we're really excited about it. Didn't I read or hear that you guys are one of the bigger solar panel companies? You know, we're... Uh, yeah, we are actually. Um, we've been around only for a, a couple of years, but uh, we've built just an amazing team. I think we're probably definitely the best team in Saskatchewan. We've got electrical engineers doing designs. We've got journeyman electrician on every cruise. We've got roofing professionals. We put together a rock star team, and um, we have roughly uh, 300 systems now in the in the province that have been sold, and uh, that accounts for about half of the total uh, net metering customers in Saskatchewan. 
So when you're talking about hiring these guys, this rock star team, are these guys who like came from the oil patch or are they all fresh out of university? What are we talking about? Sure, so uh, the electrical engineers, uh, they got their master's degree from U of R, um, both, uh, both younger guys. Journeyman electrician, they're not out of the oil patch. Um, these guys are, uh, were working for you know, various different companies and that kind of thing. And uh, our operations manager uh, ran a roofing company for 12 years uh, because uh, you know, it's one thing to know about the electrical components, but it's a whole nother to uh, be you know, fastening things to your roof. Uh, to the biggest investment uh, of your life, which is probably your house, right? So uh, you need to have the right people together, and that's what we've that's what we've built. I was reading, and maybe you can confirm this, that solar is one of the fastest growing energy sectors in Canada in terms of like jobs and economics. Is that true? It, from what I understand, it is. <clears throat> and actually, in the United States, the number one fastest growing job in the country today, they keep stats on this stuff, is solar installer. And again, it just comes down to, um, you know, this is a technology that's 50 and 60 years old. It's been perfected over decades and decades. And what's happened now is that the economics of it have made it viable to the point that it's actually less expensive than buying power from the utility over, over the lifetime of the, of the system. It's actually works out to be about half over the lifetime of the system from buying power from the utility. So um, it's, it's, a, it's an idea whose time have come. And not only is it important because of, like you mentioned earlier, climate change and the fact that people are, are passionate about taking action on that, but also it's economically viable. And in a place like Saskatchewan, that is a, a huge factor. And that's why it's exploding all across the world, really. We're one of the sunniest provinces, aren't we? Exactly, so I mean, that's a big reason of why I got into the business. Number one, we're the sunniest place in all of Canada. Regina is the sunniest city in all of Canada. And number two, we have the second most expensive power in all of Canada. So we're literally the, the most ideal place in the entire country to get solar panels. <laughs> Why is it taking us so long to make a move on this? <laughs> What's well, it? That's a great question. And I think it, it comes down to awareness. You know, we've gotten, I thought when I started the business, you know, there wasn't a lot of solar panels out there. You drive around, you don't see a lot. And I thought it was really going to be a lot of education and, and educating people and that kind of marketing where you're sort of, um, talking about the, the technology and educating people about it. And I thought it was going to take a really long time to start getting interest in that kind of thing. And uh, we were actually able to get over 3,000 court requests in a year. It was just a deluge of people saying, hey, I am interested in solar and I'd like a quote because uh, people are ready for it, you know. What is, say, the average homeowner's quote for like a condo or a uh, bungalow or a house, sure. you know? Sure, so it, it varies a lot based on um, the consumption is the primary thing. So do you have a house that has, you know, do you heat electric, do you have hot tubs and that kind of thing? Or is it, you know, do you heat with gas and you've got uh, LED lights and that kind of thing? It's, it makes a huge difference. Uh, but basically it, you're looking at about um, 15 to $30,000 for a home, roughly. So the price of a small car. Yeah, the price of a small car. And what you're looking at is that um, we're actually oftentimes able to finance it so that the payment on the system is what you're paying on your power bill anyway. So our goal is, many times is to make it anyway money. But the, the payback on this from the savings on your power bill is in the range of about seven to 12 years. Again, it varies greatly on, on the system and which way it's orientated and all that kind of stuff. Um, but that's the, that's the main reason why it's taking off is that not only is it a great thing for the environment, it's actually economically viable now. And that's the, that's the biggest key. What about those batteries? I saw those guys hanging in the garage. Do you guys do that kind of stuff too? Or is we that do. different? Yeah, we're, we're partnered with, uh, uh, with Sonin. Uh, which is one of the leading energy uh, storage companies in the world. Um, Sonin? Sonin, Sonin batteries, yeah. And so, uh, fantastic product. 
What we've found is that most people, uh, because SAS Power has something called a net metering program, you actually don't need batteries because what net metering allows you to do is allows you to have solar panels on your house and to interact with the grid as well. So what that means is right now it's sunny outside. I'm overproducing. If I look at my app here, I can see that I'm producing more power than I'm using. So what's happening is it's pushing out onto the grid and storing as a credit. So essentially the grid acts as a battery, which allows you to save on the price of actually needing battery storage. Because later on in the day at, you know, when it's dark and the sun's not shining, I've pushed, you know, energy out onto the grid and later on I'll be drawing it back. And at this time of year on a sunny day, I'm, I'm producing about double what I use. And that stores as credits that I bank and I use, you know, in the winter, let's say we get a bunch of overcast days or shorter days where my production isn't quite as high. That's when you cash in those credits. And that's called the net metering program. The grid isn't a battery though. It's just where people are consuming from, right? Like it's not holding power like a traditional, like say cell phone battery. It isn't exactly. It's like a virtual battery essentially, right? Because what happens is you push power out onto the grid, which gets consumed by other people on the grid. Yeah. And what happens is that SAS power tracks that as a credit. So if you pushed out a kilowatt hour of, uh, of energy, when you draw that kilowatt hour, hour back, you're not paying for it. It gives them the opportunity to reduce production at their facilities. Exactly. That's okay. right. Okay. Why would somebody maybe want a battery then? Say the power goes out or something, does a battery kick in? Exactly. So that's the, that's the positive about battery storage is that it allows you a lot more independence. Um, the grid can be down for however long, it doesn't really matter. If you've got battery storage, even if it's dark and the, and the grid is down, you can still power your life. Um, the the th interesting thing about batteries is that the real um, thing that's sort of the next frontier, I guess I should say, and like the Elon Musks of the world, and really it's like a space race. Everybody's working on solving the storage issue because as soon as we have batteries that are more economically viable, that cost less money, it's gonna be a game changer. Because like I said, every hour, the amount of solar energy that hits the planet is enough to power it. So the only reason that we're not catching it and, and using it is that we need power at night, right? And especially in Saskatchewan, a lot of the electricity gets used after dark. And so there's a gap there from when it gets produced to when it gets consumed. And efficient battery storage is the only thing sort of in the way of, of solar being a viable sort, you know, even grid scale solution. I'm gonna throw a curveball at you. Yeah. I was reading about carbon nanotubes being this kind of solution for batteries. Have you read about that stuff? Am I, I haven't. No I'm carbon nanotubes. Yeah, they were talking about in Australia, they're using yeah. these carbon nanotube technology sure. for new batteries. Cool. Is that uh, was that the industrial scale that 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 uh, Elon Musk was working on as well? Do you know? Yeah. Yeah, it was, <laughs> hey. So, I mean, these guys are they I mean, l let's put it this way. We sent a man to the moon. You can't tell me that we can, can't figure out battery storage, right? Like this is something that's gonna get solved. The price of batteries is dropping like 50% per year and the whole planet is working on this issue. So it's something that's gonna be solved. And the interesting thing is that we're right on the beginning of kind of an energy revolution. If you, you know, I was at a conference in Calgary and a speaker was saying, electricity has been boring for the last like 70 years. Everything's exactly the same. <clears throat> but right now, we're at a point where we're about to see as soon as this sort of battery storage thing gets solved, it's going to be a total revolution. Why would you dig anything up out of the ground? Let's say coal, right? Dig it up out of the ground someplace, ship it over to another place where you burn it. It emits carbon. Then you have to transmit it down hundreds of miles of, of line that also has to get, you know, upkept and replaced. Also, you're losing a whole bunch of power in that transmission. You know, it's just a super inefficient way if you can actually just have panels right at the point of 
consumption, right? So it's uh, it's the future of energy, really. You're gonna make a lot of people talk angry about talking about coal like that. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, it's, you know, I don't have, but I, I worked in the energy uh, industry, right? I I, uh, I was a roughneck on a, on a drilling rig. I don't have any problem with, with that industry. I think it's around and it will be for a while, but the reality is the world is moving in a certain direction. And um, if the power that is hitting your head for free, that's literally falling from the sky on your lap, on your house, on your property, is enough to power it, why would we dig into the ground and spend all this time and burn all this, you know, emit all these emissions and all that kind of stuff? It just doesn't make any sense. It's just logical that that's the way it's going. You're like the first wave of transitioners from the old way of creating energy to the new way. Yeah. I think we need to get the whole industry thinking that way and bringing all these people along for these new jobs and new technology. And you know, really they are. Like companies like Shell, for example, we were at a conference, they had a slide. So Shell was predicting what the future of energy looked like. And I wish I could, I mean, your listeners won't be able to see it, but Shell, this is an oil company, right? Now they're branding themselves, they're an energy company. And their prediction is that literally solar is a straight line up for the next 50 years of the, of the implementation across the world. Um, you know, we're going to be using oil for a long time and we have a great resource here in Canada. We do it. We do it the best in the world. We actually do it the cleanest in the world, too. So I, I think I believe in the energy industry in, in Canada. There's no doubt about it. This is not about renewables replacing it or it's a competition of either we're oil and then we're against renewables or re renewables and we're against oil. It's actually both. They work hand in glove. Um, but the reality is that if there's a better, cleaner way to do it, that's the way we should be doing it. You know, and if it's cheaper. Well, of course. There you go. You know? So what's Canada doing in terms of emissions? Like, we're, we're pretty small in terms of emissions globally, but we still matter, right? Yeah, so I mean, we are in the, in the grand scale, and I think that's the, the biggest argument against a lot of the things that are proposed to, to solve climate change is that, man, we're, we're such a small emitter. And really, if you look at Canada, we actually have a a report card in terms of for electricity I should say for electricity production we're actually an a report card we got 82% of our total electricity produced is actually clean uh, energy it's non emitting energy um, and that's like hydro exactly majority of that is going to be hydro um, there's two glaring exceptions in Canada and that's Saskatchewan and Alberta who are still very dependent on coal so you got a, basically a bunch of a students like if you go to Manitoba 100% of the of the power produced is clean right? If you go to Saskatchewan, Alberta, it's much different. Um, and we're kind of like the D minus students in Canada. So the biggest opportunity for Canada to actually make a difference in terms of how we produce electricity is Saskatchewan and Alberta um, transitioning off of coal and those things. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I'm excited to play a part of that. So what's the biggest project you guys have done in Saskatchewan so far? Sure. So we've done a lot of primarily residential, uh, a lot of agricultural now and commercial. We've got a 99 uh, kilowatt system going up uh, just outside of White City, and uh, that's going to be an exciting project. Is that like a solar farm or some guy's house? Yeah, so that's a business, and it's a, it's a ground mount system um, that's going to be uh, along the highway there. And, yeah. and you were talking about your phone, you can monitor from your phone, how does that work? Yeah, exactly. So we actually have, so all of our customers uh, get an app where you can actually monitor in real time the production of your system. Like every 15 minutes it updates. So you can see the production of your system, you can see the consumption in your house. And at the end of the day, it shows you total energy produced, total energy consumed. And then if you overproduced, it'll show you how much you exported into the grid. So how much of a credit you're getting. And then if you uh, underproduced, let's say it was a totally overcast day and you, you underproduced a little bit or, or 
you know, in the middle of winter, you got a bunch of snow, it will show you how much you imported from the grid. So why is that information valuable to consumers? Why would they care? Why would they need an app? Mostly it's cool, you know. Um, people, <laughs> pe rights. people just like to like show their friends, hey, check this out. And they can show exactly, I should pull it up. They could show exactly how much they're producing and how much they're consuming. I think it's, it's, a, it's a neat thing to see. And the other thing is that um, the app that we use, you could actually go turn an appliance on and see the draw of how much it's using and that kind of thing. So people actually become more aware of how much they're using and they, become, they can become more efficient. They can use it as a tool. So here's my system right now. Uh, so let's go to yesterday because it's a full day. So yesterday I produced 54.16 kilowatt hours. I consumed 39.23. You can see by the graph here it's all sunny and there it got cloudy. And so that means I exported 15 kilowatts to the grid yesterday, even though it was, you know, an, a partially overcast day. And when you're talking about consumed, when I look at this chart, is that kind of like breakfast time? Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> I, I, I'm assuming this is probably like the AC kicking on or possibly the hot tub, I don't know. Um, but you can see that you know, right here, the AC was definitely on throughout that point of the day. Oh, yeah. every time the AC kicks yeah, in, it sucks right. a little juice. Exactly. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. So, how long does it take to install these things? Is it like a months-long project? A couple weeks? Sure. So, we actually, um, it, it's it's about a couple of days for the average residential system. You're looking at about a couple of days worth of work to for the installation. So they just call you up, and you guys put them on the list, and. Exactly. So people reach out um, and what we do is we set up an appointment with one of our consultants to go out and actually assess the property. We have a look at the dimensions of the property, the consumption. We take um, pictures of the roof space. We bring that back to our electrical engineers. They take that information, design a system that's custom made for that house. And then we come back and present that solution to them. What do you say to people who are worried about, say, shingle damage or roof damage? Sure. I mean, they should be, frankly. Um, the, the reality is that if you do it right, there's a 0% chance of it leaking. Just like if you put a vent in your roof, if it's done properly, it will not leak. But if it's not done right, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's a problem. And so that's why we have roofing professionals on our team to make sure that the way that it's installed, there's a 0% chance that it leaks. And these things are pretty tough. They could take like hail damage and they won't get ripped off by wind. Absolutely. And part of our, actually part of our presentation when we originally get there is a video that we have of literally like golf ball size hail getting fired at 50 miles an hour at these things. And uh, like I said, the technology has been around for 50 and 60 years. It's been getting perfected in all kinds of climates. You could throw a baseball at these things. There's actually a video of them parking a truck on top of these panels and they're, they're not breaking. So they're made, for, they're made for weather and they're actually warranted for 25 years. That was one of the most surprising things for me when I got into the industry was how long of a warranty you can actually get on solar panels. And they will replace solar panels, like companies like LG, Panasonic, companies that have been around for a really long time, they will guarantee those panels for 25 years. Why? Because they believe <laughs> because they in can. the product? Exactly. It's just like this building. You know, I, I don't know how old this building is, but most of the electrical components in this building, I would guess, are older than 25 years. And they still work. And it's because there's no moving parts. And it's the same thing with a solar system. There's nothing that moves. There's nothing that wears out. It just keeps working. Dude, you're blowing my mind here. Awesome. Let's drink a little beer. <laughs> Let's do that. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Oh. So this one is called the Black Bridges uh, Oatmeal Session Ale, IPA. That's I, good. I was drinking in the tap room a little bit earlier today. Yeah. And I'm going to say, letting it sit for a bit, it tastes way better. Does it actually? Oh. Like, I think, I know we've been sitting here and you kind of been yeah. glancing at your glass saying, oh, let's <laughs> get to this beer. I think it was worth the wait. This is, a, this is a really good beer. I'm not usually a big IPA guy. Some of them are like, you know, 
they punch you in the mouth a little bit. This one is this one's actually really nice. It's smooth. The oatmeal character really comes out once it warms up. Yeah, I think if you drink it too cold, it's a little more harsh and bitter. I think this beer really shines yeah. when it comes up a couple degrees. Yeah, breathes a little bit. It smells great. It does. I'm uh, I'm a fan. I could see myself sitting on the patio and drinking a couple of these, where usually an IPA, it's like you kind of force it down, you know, you have one, and then you go back to the Corona. I could actually, I think I could drink a few of these. <laughs> Corona's a dirty <laughs> word in this office. <laughs> the cerveza, is that what yeah. you guys call it? <laughs> That's that was right. actually a good one too. <laughs> you know what? Um, the tropical character is really nice. The aroma, really pleasant. I think that oatmeal is hiding and once it warms up, you get that really creamy texture. Yeah. I think that's what kind of makes it more palatable than say that punch in the mouth you're talking about. Sure. It's kind of like a slap and a kiss, you know? There you go. <laughs> I think Blackbridge did a great job with this beer. I'm impressed for sure. Would you drink it again? Mm-hmm. Would you recommend it to your friends? I definitely would. I think I'd put it with um, like a hot dog, lots of hot mustard, maybe like a totally. hot Dijon mustard. Yeah. Some onions and little uh, uh, mushrooms, you know, just stuff that all in my mouth. <laughs> it's like, I feel like I want to drink this at a baseball game. I immediately go to a patio when I'm drinking this. I'm just picturing myself sitting on the deck in the sun. It's like it's a summer beer. I guess all <laughs> beer is summer beer, isn't it? But You know, Blackbridge, they're doing a great job. Uh, Clayton, he's just pushing out tons of great new beers. If you're ever in Swift Current, you should check out their brewery. It's right off the highway. Cool. It's like three minutes off the highway. Yep. If you're out in Swift installing solar panels. I know sure. Swift is very sunny. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. And they're just, Clayton, Clayton, he's just a down-to-earth guy. Like, you just go and chat with him. It's just awesome. Cool. Yeah. Right on, man. He makes good beer. Yeah, he does. I'm, I, I'm super impressed, actually, because I, uh, I sold hops for a summer, and I, I went to a lot of... Uh, you know, these little microbreweries all over the place. And, and uh, of course, when you get there, everybody starts sampling beers and giving you beers. And uh, Was it a beer education for you? It was a beer education, that's for sure. And they're, they're not all like this. This is a very good one. <laughs> so you were across Europe then? I wasn't, actually. I, uh, I, I worked for <clears throat> a guy. My dad had a, uh, uh, he has an ag consulting business. So he helps ag products find markets overseas. And uh, we had a gentleman from France who was representing about 80 hops growers who needed to find a market for some hops. And my dad didn't have a whole lot of time. And at the time I was already in 100% commission sales as 19. He was like, well, I'll tell you what, you already know how to sell this stuff. You just need a guy who can translate, that can sell a little bit and that can drive you around the States. So I ended up uh, spending, you know, three weeks or so cruising up and down California and visiting all these breweries. And we went to Chicago as well. And, and uh, yeah, it was a blast. And everybody just assumed I was 21. Because, you know, I'm yeah, selling yeah. hops, right? Yeah. So I had I grew the best beard I could. It was super patchy, and I put my glasses on because I thought it made me look older. And and uh, I'm probably incriminating myself, but I drank beer all day and drove this guy around California. So. Uh, <laughs> that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man, I, I'm loving this beer. Yeah. That's a great story. I love how you have a little connection to the craft beer industry too. That's, totally, that's man. Great. Yeah, no, it was cool. I loved your 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 hop lights above your bar there. It, that's that's awesome. You notice them? I did. We got them designed by a local uh, crew. Actually, yep. they made them on their own, but it's WP Inside. They're locally cool. owned. They make all their stuff. WP Inside. Yeah. Cool. So they still have those hop lights, and yeah. everybody comes in. They're like, wow, those are great. Totally, man. Yeah. 
Yeah. This is a good eye. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the, what's the first step I need to take? I've, I've been thinking about doing solar panels for a couple of years now. Sure. Reading. Yeah. And I'm just like, ah, it's expensive. But yeah. now it sounds like it's getting more and more affordable. Well, here's the nice thing. I mean, that, that is the challenge, right? Is that uh, even though if you look at the cost of a solar system over its lifetime, so let's just say 25 years because that's when it's warrantied, it'll keep working long after 25 years. There's panels right now from the 70s that are still working. But if you look at what the cost is of a system and how much it'll produce, you're looking at about $0.08 cents a kilowatt hour. That's roughly where, where it lands. I have no clue what that means. <laughs> well, what that means is that right now you're paying $0.15 cents a kilowatt hour to SAS power. Okay. And prices are going up about, you know, four and a half, five and a half percent a year. So in 25 years, you're probably paying, I don't know, let's throw a number out. Just as total speculation. And if SAS power is listening, I'm sorry if I piss you off. But you're probably paying like, let's say, $0.35 cents a kilowatt hour, right? Well, over the lifetime of your system, if you divide the cost of your system by its production, you're looking at eight cents a kilowatt hour. So it's actually super affordable. The problem is for most people is that it's an upfront cost to put it on. Mm -hmm. So we wanted to come up with a solution to be able to give people, you know, the opportunity to do that without having to necessarily, you know, put it all up front in cash, which a lot of our customers, some of our customers do, but most people, they don't just have 30 grand kicking around or 15 grand kicking around to put panels on their house. So we can actually finance the system with zero down and, uh, you can just make monthly payments like you're doing anyway. Deadly. <laughs> so, I mean, when you pay SAS power, that money's never coming back, oh. right? When you, when you make a payment on a solar system, you're investing in your own ability to be a green energy producer, right? And you're offsetting your emissions. Like, I, I know I talk about economic a lot, but, you know, you're, you're making a real difference. And we actually, when we do a quote, we give a person a, a whole breakdown of what that actually equates to in terms of CO2. Businesses probably care about that, right? They could say, hey, government, I reduced my CO2 emissions by X. So. Absolutely. If you look at Amazon, Google, Apple, Walmart, all the big guys, they're spending hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars per year investing in solar right now. And that's an indicator. Like when you look at what the large companies are doing and the people that, you know, that are in the know, what they're investing in, it kind of gives you a little bit of insight into like, if, if they're doing it, there must be a good reason for it. And it's two things. It's one, it's to be socially responsible. And it's number two, it, it's, they're, they're actually saving money. They're not only doing it, it, it looks fantastic um, for, as a corporate image and they're being responsible, but not only that, it's a double benefit because they actually end up saving money. Last question. This morning, Raymond, Alberta announced that they're switching all their municipal buildings over to solar. They're going to have solar panels on every single municipal building. That is so cool. They're going in full 15 years. They're going to have this system paid off and they're going to pass those savings on to the taxpayer. That's amazing. Why should we do that? Why can't we do that? I mean, it's, that's an amazing thing to do. I think the limitation with a lot of municipalities is that they look at, I've got a budget and here's what my budget is and here's what, you know, they want to do progressive things and it's difficult for them to do. And so um, one of the things that we do and we've had municipalities reach out is we'll actually build a system with, at no cost and those municipalities can actually lease them from us. And so there's options like that um, that are available. And uh, I mean, I think more and more you're going to see you're going to see that kind of thing happen. You're seeing the early adopters doing it. But if you're looking at trends around the world, um, you know, in, in 20 years, I think probably every municipality is going to have solar panels on every single one of their buildings. We should be doing it, I think, yesterday. Like, planting trees so our kids can sit in the shade. Totally. I want my kids to be able to, like, hey, man, Dad had a pretty good idea. He went yeah. solar. Yeah. My little guy, he's he's already like, Dad, 
when we get solar panels and a battery in the garage, I could power my robots. <laughs> totally. Totally, man. It's cool, and kids get it, and uh, it's, it's something to be excited about, too, man. It's a, it's a cool thing. Yeah. Miguel, I want to thank you for your time today. Hey, thanks for having me. I had a blast. Thanks for the beer. <laughs> Cheers. Right on. <laughs> Rebels, thanks for tuning in this week. If you want to find the latest news about Rebellion Brewing, be sure to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Untapped. I'm going to include links to True Green Energy on the show notes. Be sure to check them out. Be sure to get a hold of Miguel and get them looking at your roof so they can install solar panels for you. As always, thank you for joining the Rebellion.